on AM 1430, CHKT, Fairchild Radio. This is AM 1430, CHKT, Fairchild Radio, Toronto. The following are programs for the international communities of Greater Toronto. Opinions and views expressed here do not necessarily represent those of this station. Now programming for Toronto's Irish community on AM 1430, Fairchild Radio. Introducing a lager with substance from Guinness. New Guinness Black Lager. Cold brewed and fire roasted for a taste that truly stands out. Guinness Black Lager. It's a lager less ordinary. Please enjoy responsibly. And good morning, folks. Welcome to Kyologa's Crack here on a nice, cool April morning. Happy Easter. And happy Easter to everybody. Yes, very good. Different show today. We're going to kick the show off uh, without... um, uh, I suppose much of delay here. The man himself, His Excellency, His Excellency Ray Bassett, is on the line. Easy here. for you to say. Yeah, I know. Bit of a dodge. Good morning, here. Ambassador. How are you doing? Good morning. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, Mark. How's the uh, the weather down there in Ottawa? It's um, bright but cold. It's only about four degrees, but um, at least the sun is out and the snow is almost gone. Almost gone. There's, there's a few traces here and there, but uh, I think it's the, I think we're over the worst of it. Well, we had, uh, there was a big week, obviously, uh, this week, and uh, the sad passing of uh, Minister Jim Flaherty, former Minister for Finance for Canada. You were uh, close with uh, with Jim? Uh, yeah, I, I, it was a very sad week. Um, Jim Flaherty um, was an amazing guy. I mean, for a start, he's pro- he was probably temperamentally and culturally the most Irish person in the in the Canadian government. I mean, his family came out to Canada uh, at the time of the famine, and he, uh, he is famine Irish. There's not a huge amount of famine Irish in Canada. They most of the state, but he stayed. Their family stayed on, and uh, he is. He, you know, it's amazing how culturally uh, Irish he was. There was no other really influence in, the, in, in his background uh, when he was growing up in Montreal, and. Uh, uh, he's, he's a big loss because he was he, he was overwhelmingly sympathetic and you know uh, you could you could ask him anything um, and he would you know if he, if he could deliver he would if he couldn't he would he would say so but we you know in terms of of, of Irish influence in the Canadian government uh, we've lost uh, probably you know one of the top people we ever had in in the, during our time in our relations with Canada. Yeah, no doubt about it. Even the the funeral, they were handing out green scarves for uh, just to mark uh, the the yeah, Irishness. I mean, every he, 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 I think in every sentence he he almost put Ireland in, and uh, he also, as you say, he wore green ties all the time. Now he's a he was a very very strong Canadian national, of course. Yeah, but it was uh, it was it, he regarded Ireland as part of the fab- fabric of Canada, and his contribution, his people had come from Ireland, and they were. You know, they, they brought all the influence and, and culture from Ireland and brought it into the Canadian government. I, I don't think in the future we'll ever have somebody like Jim Flaherty be simply because we've become much more multicultural and, you know, everybody has mixed much more. But Jim Flaherty would have grown up in a very Irish neighbourhood. His, his father and mother were from um, from New Brunswick, parts of New Brunswick, which are overwhelmingly Irish. So. Uh, I don't think you will ever get somebody as as, as as honed and as much Irishness ever again, simply because the nature of society has changed. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, w- this week marked another big uh, historic moment. The inaugural flight of Aer Lingus came in and you were there at Toronto Pearson Airport to welcome it. Absolutely, no. It's uh, the, the, the area of direct flights between Ireland and Canada has really taken off and Aer Lingus is obviously a very significant new player in the, in the, in the market, and the good thing about them and now and also our Canada is that there's going to be all year round flights because anybody who was trying to go home at Christmas or over the New Year, it was like a marathon. And I know a lot of uh, people have been stranded in places like Newark and Washington and Philadelphia, and it was so frustrating. The two countries that are geographically quite close would have to end up going through, you know, overflying. Canada into the United States or overflying Ireland into Britain. So now we, we've now four um, companies offering um, flights between Toronto and Dublin, which is an, an incredible amount. And we have three Canadian cities, that's Montreal, Toronto and St. John's with direct flights to Ireland. So I think that's a huge plus. Uh, and I think it, 
when we were said it was about um, about seventy seventy percent increase in uh, in seats, and of course companies do this because there's a market there, and it's terrific that they're in. they've realised that's such a strong market because uh, up to now it's been very very difficult to find out how many people travel between Ireland and Canada, and the two sets of official statistics are completely different. Like Ireland has a completely different number than Canada, so somebody's got it wrong. So if we start going directly, we'll probably get a better handle on it. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. No doubt. And with all the new immigrants coming out here, it'll be great for all those folks as well as those yeah, of us who've been here a long just time. To li- just to link the two, I mean, and I'll give you an example of Jim Flaherty. Earlier this year, we were in the long negotiations with the Canadian government about the arrangements for 2014. And initially, the discussions didn't get off very well. And there was a lot of new conditions. And in fact, there was a, there was a proposal for cutting the quota and uh, I, I, sp- I, I spoke to Jim Flaherty and asked him to be on standby in case we needed his influence to, to win the, you know, to, to bring the situation back. Now, in fact, the negotiations went much better, but Flaherty was quite prepared to get involved, even though it's not his area, uh, in, in on the immigration side. And he regularly asked for updates on immigration. He was he was he was keenly interested in the number of Irish who were coming to Canada, and. Uh, so you know you can you can link the two. The migration is definitely and uh, political influence of people like Flaherty and, and Jason Kenny have transformed uh, the relationship between Ireland and Canada. You know, no doubt, no doubt. And we lost uh, another member of our community this week, uh, Vincent O'Reilly from Dublin, uh, passed away yeah, Thursday that, that night. That was very Saturday. very sad. I mean. Yeah. Vincent was, uh, of course, he's he from a slightly posher part of Dublin itself, and his accent always showed that. But Vince was a lovely, lovely man, uh, very gentle, and a, a, a wicked turn of wit, you know. So, I, I, again, you know, it's terrible to lose sort of stalwarts of the community like that. It is indeed, yeah. Yeah, our thoughts and prayers go out to the family. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we appreciate you coming on the show, Ambassador. It's always great to have you on and uh, saying a few words. So, uh, you're always welcome, as you know. Okay, thanks very much, Ken and Mark. And, uh, Thank you, Ray. I suppose happy Easter to yourselves and on all those listening. Same to you. Thanks. Thanks okay, so much. All the best. All the best. Bye. Cheers, Slant. He's a great man to talk, isn't he? He is indeed. Yeah, very good. I could listen to him all day. Yeah. At least I think I could anyway. <laughs> yeah. So we have a very special guest in the studio we do. here today. We have the 2014 Toronto Rose, Katie Blundell. Katie, you're very welcome to, uh, to Markham. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and try. your mommy is here behind you. She is. She's very there, good. My, my moral support behind me. Yeah. Keeping Wonderful. a watchful eye on things. Keeping a watchful eye, yeah. yeah. And she's right. She's a smart woman. Most women that like. come into the studio bring their mammies. <laughs> <laughs> They're very afraid of us. Security system there. And we look forward to talking to you throughout the show here and talking a little bit about the experience so far and, and how excited you are about heading over to the regionals there at the end of May. So we'll get the whole Great. scoop from you there. Right, well, uh, your mum was telling us just before we came on air that she lived in Galway for 10 years mm-hmm. and uh, the Flaherty connection with Galway as well. We decided we'd kick off the show with uh, Stevie Earle and Sharon Shannon and Galway Girl. I took a stroll on the old long walk of the day I I met a little girl and we stopped to talk of a fine soft day. And I asked your friend, what's a fella to do? Cause her hair is black and her eyes are blue. And I knew right then, I've been taking a world. And I saw two prime with a call week.
family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and PJ O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282. And just around the corner, enjoy the local pub atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's, serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416-815-7562. For over 12 years now, the Belfast Lounge has been the go-to place in Mississauga for great food, great ambiance, and a traditional Irish welcome. Located at 5165 Dixie Road at Amco, just north of Eglinton, Colin McCullough and his staff will be pleased to welcome you to an Irish bar and restaurant that evokes memories of some of Ireland's great classic pubs. You can choose your spot at the bar, dine in the comfortable restaurant section, or just stretch your legs in the cozy lounge area. The cuisine of executive chef Colin is renowned, whether you are dropping in for a fast pub grub lunch or a more leisurely evening dinner with family and friends. We look forward to seeing you at the Belfast Lounge, an Irish oasis in Mississauga. Call us at 905-212-9048 for group bookings or to find out our upcoming entertainment schedule. We're located at 5165 Dixie Road at Amco, just north of Eglinton Avenue. Wonderful. Good stuff. Well, it was good to see uh, an, the aptly named plane, by the way, Aer Lingus, St. Brendan. St. Brendan arrived, that's and the, right. Uh, the pilots, when they came into uh, Toronto, into the airport, into the terminal, as they pulled up, they had yeah. the Canadian flag flying out one wind, the Irish flag flying out the other. It was amazing. Great sight. <laughs> I, uh, I was paying for my parking on the way home. And yeah. There were some people from Cork that had just come in on the flight. And I guess one of the, the, I think the brother lives here, and it was a sister and parents that had come on the flight, oh, and wonderful. they didn't know that they were on the inaugural flight. No, <laughs> no, you're kidding. Yeah, the brother asked him at the pay, right at the pay station, did you know that you were on the first flight? He said, no, we had no idea until we got here. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so they must have slept all the way over. They must have, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. uh, there was uh, there was great fanfare yeah. at Pearson, and apparently, as you'll hear now, we're just, uh, we had a chat with... Um, couple of the, the two pilots actually yeah and we're going to play that for you right now so here's uh well they'll introduce themselves anyway you better try to this tape otherwise you won't know what it is. we're live now we're so live. we're here at terminal three for the uh, uh the first uh, Aer Lingus flight to land in toronto since 1979 and here with the two men that captained the ship across the, the ocean introduce yourselves there lads how you doing my name is leo smith i'm from dublin Leo. And I'm Con Murphy, also from Dublin. Very good. Two dubs flying the first flight. That's, it, yeah. That's correct. Okay. And you got it here. Well done, lads. <laughs> <laughs> now, was there some kind of a lottery to fly the first flight to Toronto, or, or was was this on a rotation, or how did this all come about? Not really. It just, just happened that way. Yeah. 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 Well, I pulled a bit of rank. I'm the chief pilot, so I... Uh, oh, good man. Uh, I, I did... Uh, Put my name down for a second. Fair I have play. To be honest. <laughs> no, proud day. Proud day. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Now, by any chance, were you with Aer Lingus the last time that came to Toronto? No, but uh, I was. You, you were. were. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. yeah. So that's. It's a long time ago. That's a long time ago. I was, I was about eleven. <laughs> <laughs> you were up to different stuff in Dublin back then, I'm that's sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Well, you're very welcome to Toronto. Anything uh, notable about the inaugural flight? Well, the big. 
the biggest thing was the uh, the welcome we got from the Toronto Airport Fire Service. Oh, is that right? Uh, taxi through a, a, what would you call it, a, an arch of honour of water water cannon salute on the way in here from the Canadian oh, fantastic. Fire here at the airport. Which is really fantastic. Yeah, very nice. Great, yeah. yeah, very good, very good. So, well, so the airplane got a wash. And we had the rain here waiting for you as well. The sun came in just as he uh, approached the terminal here, which yeah, is great. It was quite breezy. They asked us to fly uh, a Canadian Irish flag yes. out, out the cockpit windows, and uh, we nearly lost them in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was great to see, absolutely. Good to see yeah. the flags flying, and great to see the shamrock here in Toronto. Yeah. And you had a big celebration in Dublin before you came out too? Yes. Yeah, indeed. we got a good send-off. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Excellent. It was an official cake cut, and... Uh, Beaches and We've seen a lot of cake today. A lot of cake, good, good, good. <laughs> well, you're ready for the bed now, or will you go out and have a few scoops tonight? I'm not quite ready for the bed just yet. All right, right good night. Well we'll have to have a, a Toronto beer. Yes, yes, you will. Celebration. Yeah, well done. All right. You deserve it. Well done, lads. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing this, and welcome to Toronto, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Very good. Con and Leo, great form. Yeah, they were in good form. There was lots of cake there at Pearson, and as you heard, <laughs> the lads did cake before they left too, so fair play to them. Very good, it's good. Very Great good. to see the uh, the shamrock flying in there. Yeah, it was fantastic, and uh, fair dues to um, Aer Lingus. They put on a great, uh, a great event there. So. Yeah, Tours of Ireland, all the folks were there, and we'll hear from a few more folks before the end of the show. We'll play a couple more interviews. But on the line right now, it's our man in Ottawa, Desmond. Bring us the news from Ireland, please. I will for sure, guys, and uh, good morning, folks. Desmond Foy here with the news from Ireland this week. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus, who the lads mentioned began flying to our fair shores on this past Monday. And here are the top stories that have been making headlines in Ireland. Our top story this morning. The Celtic Tiger was on trial this week with two men being found guilty in the Anglo-Irish Bank trial. But like the man who walked away unscathed from a massive car crash, the bank's former chairman, Sean Fitzpatrick, walked away from the Dublin Circuit Criminal Court this week a free man, being found not guilty of all ten charges of providing unlawful financial assistance on Wednesday. Patrick Whelan and William McAteer, though, were found guilty of ten of the 16 charges they faced at trial on Thursday. The two stood accused of 16 counts of providing unlawful financial assistance to 16 individuals, the so-called Maple 10 group of investors, as well as businessman Sean Quinn's wife and five of his children, to buy shares in the bank. The Maple 10, all Anglo customers, borrowed 45 million euros each, while the Quinns borrowed 169 million euros in July of 2008 to buy the shares from Sean Quinn. Whelan and McAteer, who faced jail terms of up to five years, were found guilty of loaning money to the Maple 10, but not to the Quinn family. The two remain out on bail and will be sentenced on April 28th. Anglo was once Ireland's third largest bank, and the trial lasted for 47 days, the result of one of the largest white-crawler criminal investigations carried out in Ireland. It was also the first time anyone has been prosecuted under Section 60 of the Companies Act, which makes it illegal for a company to give financial assistance for the purchase of its own shares. In other business news, about 75,000 Irish drivers are scrambling to find new insurers for their cars and vans after Dublin-based Setanta Insurance collapsed this week. The central bank has advised the company's policyholders to make arrangements for alternative coverage, quote, without delay. The company, licensed by regulators on the island of Malta, has been selling insurance in the Republic since 2007. Well, are travelling people an ethnicity? Well, the Joint Oireachtas Committee on Justice, Defence and Equality is recommending just that distinction be made in a report that was tabled this week. Travellers have been asking for this designation for nearly 40 years and called it, and have called the move historic. It is no longer tenable to deny traveller ethnicity, said Sinn Féin TD Padraig McLaughlin. But the state has long argued that ethnicity was not proven and that granting recognition could prove costly to the state. The report calls on either the Taoiseach or Justice Minister to make a statement in the dial confirming the recognition. Interestingly, United Kingdom courts have recognized Irish travelers as an ethnic minority for more than a decade, but a government report back in 1963 called for travelers to be, quote, absorbed into the larger community and said that they, that they did not constitute a separate group. In other news this morning, it's not just the Quebec National Assembly which is facing debate about a crucifix in its chambers. Kerry County Council is undergoing a €250,000 renovation, and on Monday, a Fianna Foil motion to erect a crucifix in the new chambers was passed, though only nine of the 27 members were present, just barely meeting quorum, with a vote in favour of six in favour, three opposed. 
council staff opposed the decision, saying that it would run contrary to equality legislation. While a crucifix stands outside of Leinster House in Dublin, Kerry Council has never had a crucifix. Supporters of the motion said it was a reflection of the country's Christian heritage, with independent councillor Michael Cahill stating that having a crucifix in the chamber, quote, would encourage more of the truth to be told. However, Sinn Féin councillor Teresa Ferris wondered, quote, where does religion fit into pothole filling? This week in Irish history, April 17, 1997, marked the death of Belfast-born Israeli President Chaim Herzog. April 16, 1871, saw the birth of Playboy of the Western World author and Abbey Theatre co-founder John Millington Singh. The German Luftwaffe inflicted major damage during the Belfast Blitz on April 16, 1941, when 180 planes launched a four-hour-long attack, killing an estimated 900. April 14, 1922, saw the occupation of the four courts in Dublin by 200 anti-treaty forces under the leadership of Rory O'Connor, the opening salvo of the Civil War. On April 13, 1742, German-born composer George Friedrich Handel's Messiah is performed for the first time at Fishamble Street Hall in Dublin. On April 13, 1825, Thomas Darcy McGee, one of Canada's fathers of Confederation and last Irish-born MP elected to Ottawa, is born in Carlingford, County Louth. And finally from us this week, a Belfast man who loved comedy made his stand-up debut this week from beyond the grave. The Belfast Telegraph reports that before he died in December, <coughs> excuse me, Kevin Dorothy always had a dream of performing at the comedy night at the Pavilion Bar. While he could not be there in person this past Monday, his friends told jokes that he had texted them over the past five years on stage. He was there in spirit and in person, in a way, as his ashes joined his friend Stephen Mullen in an urn on stage. A smiley face had even been pasted onto the urn. His friend Tom Sweeney joked that, quote, You often hear of comedians dying on stage. Well, Kevin jumped the gun on this one. Kevin was a big fan of Guinness as well, which he would always drink at the pavilion. So one of his final wishes is to have his ashes scattered in the River Liffey in the hope that maybe a small part of him will find its way into a pint of the black stuff. Would it be inappropriate to say that his jokes killed him at the pavilion? And there you go, folks. That was the news from Ireland this week. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus, now offering direct daily service from Toronto to Dublin. Feels great to say that. Now you're up to date, folks. Now it's back to Toronto with Kiolagus Crack. So until next week, folks, Slán go foil. Fair play to you, Desmond, and a happy Easter to you and your family. Yeah, he's auditioning for some comedy work now. Did you see that? He's trying to diversify. Yuck yucks or wherever they are. All right, so uh, we mentioned earlier Katie's in the studio here, Katie Blundell, the 2014 Toronto Rose. So, Katie, tell us a little bit about what qualified you uh, as a Toronto Rose to begin with. Oh, well, they look at a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, they look at your accomplishments, so I guess schooling mm-hmm. and, and charity work, that type of thing. And then you do a couple interviews, put in an application, do a little talking on stage, and somehow I ended up being the one they picked. So, <laughs> yeah. And tell us about your uh, the uh, your Irish background and what qualified you from that side of it. Sure. Um, so my dad's father is born in Roscommon. Um, he's from French Park, and he uh, he worked in the RAF for a little mm-hmm. while. They sent him over to Berlin, taught him Russian because the Russian apparently you can speak Russian better if you can speak Irish. I don't know how, <laughs> who but knew? yeah, who knew? <laughs> so they sent him over there. Somehow he ended up coming over to Canada afterwards, and uh, my dad was born here. Then about 10 years ago, my family had a midlife crisis is what I call it. My mom calls a midlife adventure. (laughs) So we all moved over to Galway and I did my last two years of high school there, which is called the Leaving Cert. And my family stayed there and went back to university. They all went to NUIG. Very good. Excellent. We barely made it through the Leaving Cert. (laughs) Intercert too. That's yeah, very good. Yeah. And you got some uh, big shoes to fill uh, with uh, Shannon. Have you talked to Shannon? Uh, get some advice from her on what to expect in Port Leash? Oh, yeah. Shannon's been great. We've been messaging back and forth yeah. constantly, and she's been making sure I'm in touch with the Rose Centers over in Ireland and mm-hmm. giving me all the packages. They gave us a 12-page packet with what to prepare. So I'm slowly packing everything, getting it ready. Very good. Yeah, very she's good. been great. And uh, the uh, the ladies, your 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 competition, if you will, uh, have you built some good relationships there that yeah. you think will survive? Yeah, you know what? They're all lovely. They're all mm-hmm. such nice girls. I'm so lucky to have met them. And we're we're still we have like a Facebook group where we message yep. back and forth. So we're planning an adventure to medieval times. We're all going to wear our sashes and have a nice roses day out. <laughs> so it's been good. 
Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. And um, in terms of, uh, so when you're you're off the port leash at the end of May, what's the what's the uh, schedule after that if you're successful? Um, so port leash is the end of May. It's the 28th to June 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's four days and a bunch of different events there. If I go through, then it's on to Traley, um mid-August. And uh, that's two weeks long, I think, because they do a tour yeah. all over Ireland and... And uh, then lots of stage interviews and entertainment mm-hmm. and all that. But uh, one step at a time. Have to right. get through Port Leash, of course. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No bother. Crossed. No bother to you at all. Have they assigned you an escort yet? Are Not they? yet. No? No. Would we have a shot at it, either of us, or are we? I mean, you could apply. Yeah. There's, oh, we have to apply. There's an application, yeah. Oh. <laughs> we'll fail that. It's like you do your own Rose of Tralee, right? Yeah. Escort. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Very good. Uh, good for you. You'll have a great time. Oh, thanks very much. Well, stay with us. We'll uh, chat to you again a little bit in the show. And one of the requests you had uh, was Whiskey in the Jar, yes. or a song by the Dubliners, <laughs> or a song by Tin Lizzy. So we kind of combine them all, and we've got Thin Lizzy and Whiskey in the Jar for you. Perfect, thanks.
Monoman, Brendan Dolan and his team welcome you to the Irish Shabine Pub, Etobicoke's newest Irish pub at 5555 Eglinton Avenue West, just a few blocks west of Renforth Avenue. The Irish Shabine has been inspired by tradition and a desire to bring you the best possible Irish pub experience. Enjoy our warm interior decor that includes a large bar area and a variety of cozy spots to call your own. Our menu has a wide variety of delicious pub fare and we also offer a schedule of weekly live entertainment. The Irish Shabin can seat over 150 patrons, and we also offer a cozy 25-seat centennial boardroom with a fireplace and a 60-inch flat screen for meeting and presentations. This unique space is ideal for your special event, team, or association meetings. Drop in anytime and say hello to Brendan and his friendly team, or give us a call at 416-695-9178. Once again, the Irish Shabin is located at 5555 Eglinton Avenue West, just a few blocks west of Renforth Avenue. Very good. And a message from our friends at the Galway Arms. And the Galway Arms is located at 838 the Queensway in Etobicoke. And they invite you to come and enjoy some of the finest pints in the city and feature some of the best Irish meals in Toronto. So drop in to see the Keane family or call 416-251-0096 or visit www.galwayarms.ca. And uh, earlier today, there was an under-21 football game between Cork and Roscommon. I don't know who won that game. But um, starting in about 10 minutes' time is the other semi-final, uh, under-21 football semi-final between Cavan and Dublin. Apparently, Cavan have a great under-21 team this year. Tomorrow morning, uh, it's all hurling with Kilkenny taking on Galway at 9 o'clock in the, uh, in the first semi-final, in the first league hurling semi-final. And then at 11 o'clock, it's Clare taking on Tipperary. So four of the top teams in the country still in the mix there. And then next Sunday, it's back to uh, to football. And the Division 2 final is at 9 o'clock on Sunday, April the 27th. That's between Donegal and Monaghan. And then the big game is at 11 o'clock. The league final, Division 1 final between Dublin, um, who apparently... Uh, had a miraculous comeback against Cork last week and Derry who surprised the folks over at Mayo so Dublin take on Derry 11 o'clock Eastern time at the Galway Arms should be some good football there and after that sure. what happens the championship kicks off deadly stuff yes it's brilliant and of course big day today downtown uh, the Toronto Raptors are in the playoffs yeah fair play to them Brooklyn Nets yeah nobody wants Garnet. them to win huh? Garnet and Pierce yeah Barkley is saying that they could be the sleeper team Toronto yeah Mm. Yeah. I know that I was listening to a bit of it on the way over here uh, the uh, the US media want this Miami Brooklyn game more than anything else oh, right so it'd be great, yeah. for, great for Toronto to spoil the day it sure would yeah speaking of basketball I was <laughs> I was shooting some hoops with the kids you yesterday. were shooting what yeah I was even dunking a couple you know. <laughs> but there's some know. neighbor's kid <laughs> had a friend over <laughs> she said I tried to pass it to your granddad <laughs> <laughs> I said, that's it. That's enough. I'm going oh in Oh, boy. Now. Thanks very much. It's See the hair, later. Kenny. Yeah, the hair, yeah. It's shocking. <laughs> and did you go out for the rest of the day then and start dunking so that you could prove you weren't oh, the granddad? Yeah. Oh, Three yeah. pointers from every angle. Yeah. <laughs> Bad chance of that happening. No. Fair anyway. Enough. 
Uh, Kilura was a, a thing that happened uh, maybe a week or so ago with the President of Ireland in, over in England, and it was a great celebration. That's the, the Gaelic word for celebration. And here's a man from Straban in County Tyrone, Paul Brady, and he performed this song. He did a great rendition of this song over there. It's called Nothing But The Same Old Story. Watching them break up Every time some bored brain puts us down Making jokes on the radio I guess it helps them all round out the sound Of the crumbling foundations Any fool could see the writings on the wall But they just don't believe that it's happening No, no Too bad Well, there's a crowd says I'm all right City like my turn of phrase Take me round to the parties I like some dressed up monkey In a cage and I play my accordion Oh, but when the wine seeps through the facade It's nothing but the same old story Oh, it's nothing but the same old story Say, hey, Johnny Can't wait till Saturday night Got a thirst that's raging Another place where we can't put that right Wash away the frustration Holds down this fire inside But look out yeah. I said look out Cause I'll tell you when a piece of your coffee far to go. People say in the winter that you can lost underneath the snow. And this is girl from my home place. But we've been planning to move back and give it a try. So I never got around to go out. Look out! Look 
Yes, Aer Lingus, Ireland's airline is flying daily from Toronto to Ireland. Enjoy Aer Lingus's legendary Irish service, all at a welcoming price. Fly non-stop to Dublin with fall fares starting from $7.99. Pricing for summer travel is also available. You can book by April the 30th at aerlingus.com or contact your local travel agent. Fares are round trip, air transportation charges, taxes and fees are all included, but some restrictions apply. So, yes, and that inaugural flight, as we mentioned off the, uh, off the top, came in this week. And we're going to play uh, an interview now with uh, Jane and Alison from Tourism mm-hmm. Ireland. Yes, folks, we're still here at Terminal 3. A great day for Ireland today and a great day for Tourism Ireland. We have Jane and Alison here with us. Ladies, what a day. What a moment to watch the Aer Lingus flight come in there from Dublin, St. Brandon. You know, as we've been saying, it's a long time coming and yourselves, we've all been working hard for this day. So great to finally see it. Year-round access. We all get to go home at Christmas. So, uh, yeah, it's magic indeed. Great stuff. Yeah, as, as Jane has said, um, you know, one of the biggest challenges we had marketing Ireland here in Canada was the fact we didn't have year-round access. So to have non-stop flights coming in, you know, winter, summer, spring and fall gives us great opportunities to uh, uh, promote Ireland uh, and to tell more Canadians about what a great destination it is 12 months of the year. So that's going, we need everybody's help. Uh, we need you to tell people what a great place Dublin, Belfast, Galway, Cork and other, all points in between Nation is. Nation Sligo, don't forget Absolutely, in November and March. The weather... <laughs> The weather for sure is better than it is here in Toronto and, and the rest it. of Ontario. You got it. You got it. Wonderful. Thanks, ladies. Thank you very Thank much. You very much. Thank All right. you. See you. All right. And a great segue into a message from our friends at irishtravel.ca and chemfieldtravel.com. The offices are closed today and Sunday for Easter, but reopens on Monday. With some air-only to Dublin specials, all taxes included, Aer Lingus from $799 return from May 5th to the 21st. Air Canada Christmas Special from $910 December 18th to January the 2nd or 4th. Air Transit from $749 May 5th, 8th or 9th to the 13th, 15th or 16th. And remember, Irish Travel can match all internet fares for direct flights to Ireland with all four carriers plus offer value-added features. All types of packages are available, including a seven-night Dublin hotel package, including airfare, from $1,149 per person twin. And the seven-night Live Like a Lord Castle Stay driving holiday from seventeen ninety-eight per person twin, including airfare. And for all your travel needs, including car rentals, coach tours, fly-drive packages, plus customised vacations to suit your needs, email info at irishtravel.ca or call 1-800-668-2958. And for Britain and Europe, info at kempfeltravel.com or call 1-866-887-0865. And Kempfield Travel are celebrating 25 years in 2014 and absolutely delighted that Sean Murphy is going to be joining us in the studio next week. Looking forward to having a great chat with him. Should be a bit of fun. Great man in the community. And uh, he'll be telling us a little bit about how that landscape has completely changed this year. So no doubt. looking forward no doubt. to having him here. That's great. Well, uh, tonight, actually, Saturday, April the 19th, at McVeigh's Pub, there'll be a commemoration of the 1916 uprising by Fran McCann. And we just had a packed show, so we, shouldn't, we couldn't get Fran on. So uh, we go down there and uh, hear that speech, and uh, I'm sure things will be well done down at uh, McVeigh's. And here's a song by Sinead O'Connor and the Chieftains, and it's Foggy Jew.
Introducing a lager with substance from Guinness. New Guinness Black Lager. Cold brewed and fire roasted for a taste that truly stands out. Guinness Black Lager. It's a lager less ordinary. Please enjoy responsibly. Right, folks, here we go with the Guinness Community Calendar of Events for Saturday, April the 19th. Friends of Sinn Féin will be presenting the commemorations of the 1916 Easter Uprising in Toronto this evening at 8pm at McVeigh's Pub at Church in Richmond. And in Brampton tomorrow at 11am at the Brampton Irish Centre. Guest speaker at both events will be West Belfast's Fran McCann, MLA in the Assembly. For information, you can call 416-402-3729. Fly on the Wall Theatre presents Cold Comfort by Owen McCafferty. The critically acclaimed fringe hit Cold Comfort plays April 24th to May 4th at the Tarragon Near Studio. You can go to tarragontheatre.com slash tickets. The Irish Choral Rock and Roll Concert will happen on May the 2nd and 3rd at 7.30pm at the Transact Club at 292 Brunswick Avenue in Toronto. And that's just four blocks east of Bathurst. They'll be singing Queen, The Rolling Stones, Adele, U2, Elton John, Coldplay and many more. For more information, you can go to their website, irishchoralsociety.com. Adults' tickets are $25, seniors are $20, and students are $15. Last Chance Cayley, before the fall happens. It's Saturday, May the 3rd, 8 p.m. to midnight. It's an open-door Cayley. It's at the usual spot, the Royal Canadian Legion, 3591 Dundas Street West in Toronto. Tickets are $15, and they'll be featuring the Lansdowne Cayley Band. The new Toronto Dublin Parade Group would like to invite you to come out and meet the new committee and celebrate the best overall entry at the 2014 St. Patrick's Day Parade on Friday, May the 9th at 8pm at the Irish Rose. And that's at 1095 Western Road in Toronto. There'll be prizes and live entertainment. And you can like them on Facebook at Toronto Dublin Parade Group. The Mayo Dinner Dance honouring Brian Mohan on May the 10th at La Traporte Banquet Hall at 1075 The Queensway is all happening. There'll be cocktails at 6.30pm, dinner at 7.30pm, entertainment by Hugo. Tickets are $65 and you can call the ladies Kathleen at 416-748-9227 or Nancy at 905 567 
and then a celebration of 25 years of ladies Gaelic football in Toronto on Saturday, May the 31st. Again at the uh, La Traporte Banquet Hall at 1075 The Queensway Entertainment is by Hugo. Tickets are $80 and it includes a three-course meal and it's an open bar. For all the information, telephone numbers, email addresses, websites, you can go to our website, SaturdayIrishRadio.com and check it all out under our calendar of events. Very good. Well, Katie's got the sash on right now, ready to go again. Ready to go, yes. So, so tell us a little bit about your family. How many uh, siblings? And uh, I have a things? brother and a sister, younger mm-hmm. sister, older brother. Yeah. And uh, they've, they've all lived in Ireland at various times with us. So my sister, when we moved over, she was 13. Um, I was 16 when we went. And so she developed an Irish accent. Mm-hmm. So if you ever talk to her, she'll have an Irish accent when she's talking to you. But when she's talking to me, it's pure Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it flips back and forth. She's a funny ah, good girl. for her. Oh, yeah. she's great. Wonderful. They must be getting excited about this big trip. Because you know you'll make it to Tralee, right? Oh, well, fingers crossed, like <laughs> no, I said. No, no, no. But uh, yeah, they, they've said, at least my sister has said for sure she'll go to Tralee if I make it there. My brother, I'm still working on a little bit. He's got work and whatnot. But I think we'll we'll drag him there if we have to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great have you place. watched any footage of Dahi O'Shea to see how he operates as a presenter? I have, yeah. I have. Well, I've, I've watched it a few times, the actual Rose Trilly mm-hmm. Festival right. in Ireland. I've watched it there, but I've been made sure. I'm looking up YouTube <coughs> videos and trying to come up with some funny plays. I right, can, right. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. And the wardrobe. Tell us about the wardrobe. What's going on there? Oh, yes. Lots of dresses. Mm-hmm. Lots of dresses. So they, they did give me a little bit of award money, which is to spend on dresses. So... Um, Sinead, the dress diva, she helped me pick out my gown for the actual gala ball two weeks ago. And um, she's going to help me pick out a few more dresses because she donated one to the winner. And uh, and I can use all the advice I can get as far as dresses go. Wonderful. Yeah. Excellent. That's very nice. And you mentioned um, uh, from a... Uh, what you do for a living, you're a foot specialist. That's right, yes. How? Wh- what's the uh, interest in feet? <laughs> uh, well, you, you know, have a foot fetish when you were younger? No, no, everyone asks that, isn't yeah. that it? No. Yeah. Um, no, I had a family friend who was a foot specialist, a chiropodist, yeah. uh, as I was growing up. And I think you have to know someone in the business right. to have any kind of interest in it. And when I was looking at what I wanted to do as I was finishing my undergrad, looking at different healthcare professions, I talked to her. And one of the things I like about it is the first day someone walks in, even if you just do something really small for them, you can make them feel better Mm -hmm. day one. So I loved that. I applied, I got in, and now it's what I do. Wonderful. Mark played a lot of Gaelic football in his day. Can you straighten a right foot out at all? (laughs) We could try. We could try. (laughs) I was a full back. So so I have the Uh, leash, full forward line meeting you in Port Leash. I'll have the march. You'll have to do something for those lads. Yeah. Okay. Get them... them, uh, Get Some them figured ops, out. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you have to fix their feet for oh, sure. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to fix your feet. Very good. So, um, so going back to the event uh, last week, it was all a big, a big surprise. It what do you was, think? What do you think swung the the vote in your favor in the end? Oh, what, I don't know. <laughs> what part of it did you feel you really excelled at that you think was maybe? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just tried to go up and be who I am, and yeah. and talked a little bit about. You know, my family and how exciting it all is. I've been going back and forth Ireland Galway for, or Toronto Galway for 10 years now, right? So I've been getting to represent Toronto in Ireland and getting to represent a little bit of Ireland here. So maybe that's, that's what the Rose does. So yeah, who knows? Great stuff. We wish you the best of luck over there. Yeah. Thanks so much. Bit of a twinkle in your eye. I think you're, uh, I think you're up for it. Oh, we'll see how yeah. it goes. Well, th- thank you so much for having me on the show and happy Easter to you both. Thank you very thank much. You and the and same to you and your family. Thank Enjoy. You. And of course, we'd love to talk to you when you get back from Port Leash. Absolutely. And then yeah. even when you get back from Tralee, yeah. uh, hopefully that, that all works out in your favor and talk to you again about what that experience was like because uh, lots of people in the community would love to hear about it. And uh, it's, oh, a good, it's a good venue to, to tell the story. Absolutely. So no. Don't forget to bring baked goods next time. You yeah, come. you should have warned me. I found it afterwards, right? <laughs> next you have time. to tune in. You have to be coming have a listener, yeah, a weekly listener. Yeah. You know oh, I will that. now. I will now. Yeah. <laughs> Great stuff. Thanks a lot, Katie. Oh, thanks so much. All right. Well, uh, hockey players have started now. Right? <sighs> I know. Unfortunately, our Leafs aren't in it. I know. And beards are a big thing with the hockey players. That's right. But I was listening to something there that beards now are at their peak. Right now, right? And they say in bad times, economic times, guys grow beards. So kind of they're very manly and say, yeah. I, I can do work for you. Right, right, right. yeah. Anyway, there's this is a fella who has a, a fierce beard on him altogether now. It's Glenn Hansard, 
and uh, this track's called Love Don't Keep Me Waiting. But we're going to probably go out on this because once again, our time is our up. Our time is up. It's so I up. wish everyone a happy Easter. Yeah. Good luck with the egg hunting tomorrow. Yes, that's don't, right. Don't forget to go to Mass. Yeah, I can finally start eating bread again. <laughs> is that what you were off for Lent? No, I should have yeah. been, but I wasn't. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good Mars stuff. Mars bars, I give them up for Lent. <laughs> I have, have a big one ready for me tomorrow. I bet you will. <laughs> Here's uh, Love Don't Keep Me Waiting, Glenn Hansard. Okay. Slan. Show yourself. Programming for our Irish community can be heard every Saturday from 11 a.m. to noon.